Welcome to the Diverse Minds Podcast, where we give you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to be a mentally healthy and inclusive leader. Each week, you'll hear about a variety of topics linked to mental health, well-being, and diversity that will enhance both your professional practice and personal well-being. Welcome to the 174th episode of the award-winning Diverse Minds Podcast. And on today's episode, I'm going to be giving you a roundup of 2022 and my reflections from this incredibly challenging year. Now, as we know, the end of the Gregorian calendar is often a time for reflection for people. And I think it's an opportunity to look back as well as set the tone for the year ahead, whilst appreciating that we don't have control over many things. I think it can be a really useful exercise to celebrate all you've achieved and consider what you want to build on and indeed what you want to leave behind. And that's not about resolutions and changing yourself, just just having a period to reflect on. And this has been my fifth full year of business, which has really flown by. And it's quite astounding when I hear myself say that. But it's also been an incredibly challenging year for so many reasons. At the start of the year, I set a word to set the tone for the year ahead. And the word for 2022 was abundance. And I chose this word because I wanted an abundance of time, relaxation, joy, friendship, being able to read and write. It wasn't about the money. However, what I did have was an abundance of stress, overwhelm and heartache. There were so many times where my insides felt pulverized by the weight of my emotions and global happenings. And for me, the only positive election result I feel was that of Lula in Brazil, which I know is not 100% perfect either. But I think given the global elections that were going on, one of the much more positive ones. And as with 2021, rarely did a week go by where I didn't hear about someone receiving a cancer diagnosis, people passing away unexpectedly, multiple other challenges people faced with their children, parents, ill health, walls cracking in the heat, you name it, it seemed to happen in 2022. And I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is often when we get what we strive for and when we put all our energy into something and we really want to achieve something and our fixation in the West with goals, it often has unexpected effects. And for that, for me, that's been buying a bigger house, which I know is an incredibly privileged position to be in, but it's something that's been on my list for such a long time. And having to manage tradespeople, what an incredibly express, stressful experience that was. And I didn't even have anything structural done. Um, it's really a podcast episode in and of itself of how not to run a business or treat customers. It's just a whole other world and so different and far away from professional services world that I operate in. Of course, moving is super stressful and then getting to the end destination and it not being quite what you thought. And for me, it's been a real grief, actually, and thinking I just want to go back to my old house. So things have just been very overwhelming. And then at the end, underwhelming. It's been an underwhelming result and thinking, you know, is this really the right thing? Should I have done this? And last year in this roundup episode, I talk about taking it a day at a time. Well, this year, it's been a case of taking it an hour at a time. And there have been very few days, if at all, where I haven't shed a tear or two, shall we say, because uh, of various different reasons. Uh, I also turned 40 this year, but this has been really positive, as I know not everyone makes it to this age. And if I'd grown up in a different time, era or place, this may not have been the case. So I do feel incredibly lucky and full of gratitude for that. And going back to this idea of grief, I've been thinking a lot about grief, not just in terms of loss of people, but loss of what we were, thought we were, and processing the last two years plus. And grief does cover a wide range of experiences. We often think of grieving as grieving for someone close to you that may have passed on. But we've all felt grief at some point in our lives and grief can be felt over the loss of a friendship, relationship, divorce, moving, switching jobs, 
changing faith, losing your faith, death of a pet, anticipating future loss and anxiety, and so much more. And grief can be defined as the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. And some experts call this kind of grief disenfranchised grief, which I actually think is a very helpful phrase. And Kenneth Doka coined the term, which means that grief that a person experiences when they incur a loss that is not or cannot be openly acknowledged socially, sanctioned or publicly mourned. When you can't talk about something, but you can talk about the death of someone. And it's the kind of grief that comes up when we feel we are not able to openly acknowledge or mourn our loss, that we should be able to get on with it. While we are transitioning out of pandemic, it's all okay now. But it can be extra difficult to grieve in this way, in this kind of private, quiet way, because a big part of the grieving process is getting support from people in your life. So disenfranchised grief can make you feel like you're really alone, which is definitely something I and I think many other people have faced. So if you want to know more as well about turning your grief into fuel, please check out episode 118, Turning Grief into Fuel with a wonderful hypnotherapist, Dipti Tate, and she brilliantly talks about this and her own lived experience of losing both her parents. And I really hope you're enjoying the content of this podcast so far. And if you want to keep up to date, then please join my bi-monthly newsletter. When you join my mailing list, you'll receive a copy of my ebook, The Mentally Healthy Leading Manager, and the link will be in the show notes, but here it is for you in case it's bit.ly forward slash M-H-L-M-E-B-K-L-N-K. So I'm now going to go through some snapshots of the year, and it, it isn't as jam-packed as last year, actually, because what I tend to do is I tend to reflect back and see the differences. So I'll start off with January. So January was about taking time off. My kickstart placement finally started after nine months of paperwork and negotiating, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We were also privileged to uh, Diverse Minds and Associates to be running the Northeast London Foundation NHS Trust coaching program for global majority leaders as part of their LEAP program. And that was brilliant. So it was a follow on from their leadership program. And we were able to offer three times one hour coaching sessions to 25 staff members with three sessions in between that I facilitated and that was really brilliant actually to see people grow and there were lots of promotions and people doing great stuff and the theme for the podcast that month was how mental health and physical health interact so do go and check them out I'm going to give you a theme for each month um, and do go and have a look if you'd like to Um, and then social media stats at the beginning of the year of 2022 LinkedIn was on 4,732 Twitter 1,731 Facebook likes 478 Facebook follow 520 and my email list was at 1,079 Then we went into February and uh, all good things seemed to come to an end. And this came to an end very rapidly. My lovely kickstart person, Tarun Solanke, who was brilliant. He got another job very quickly because he was so good within three weeks. So I only got my kickstart person, unfortunately, for three weeks. But congratulations to him and the time that he worked with me. He was brilliant. And I was very happy for him. And then I was busy arranging tradespeople for the house, um, making some time to listen to audiobooks. And I did a number of keynote talks on inclusive language, which seems to be very popular and is still the number one blog uh, three years on about what inclusive language, seven ways inclusive language can help us improve the workplace. And the theme for the podcast was sharing your story. So that month I had a number of brilliant guests talking about their story, what it meant and how to share their story. Then in March, I did a number of keynote talks for International Women's Day at the, for example, at the Royal Veterinary College, Imperial College London and University of Sheffield. 
And the theme was about breaking the bias. So I talked a lot about, you know, woman one size doesn't fit all, how we can break the bias. And you can check out the podcast episodes on that because the theme for the podcast was breaking the bias. And I finally found some people to start work on the house for the things that needed doing. Then April, I took a pause in the business to oversee the work. And that's the other thing that's been really challenging is when you take a pause in your business, you have the privilege of doing that because you can't really do that if you have a full-time paid job. But what it did mean is that it did set the business back. But what I did do was take part in the 30-day podcast challenge by the wonderful Lindsay Ann Gold. And this was to make sure that I was getting my podcast reach out there. And I have to say, it did really help. And again, listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, please, why not share it with uh, people and colleagues you think would enjoy the show? And actually, I've got some annual stats um, about how you like to share my podcast. Um, my podcast on Spotify is actually a top 10 most shared globally in the business category. And 36, 38% of you, sorry, like to send a direct link to share my podcast. 36% via WhatsApp, 7 on Instagram and 5% on text. So thank you for everyone who has shared to date. That's really, really lovely. And actually, I'm also in my business category on Spotify, top 10% of most followed podcasts, 14% of you who are listeners actually follow the podcast. So thank you so much. I also took part in a COVID clinical trial, the Moderna Spike Vax. Really lucky to be part of that. So I was able to have a fourth jab on the 27th of April. And the theme for the podcast was music and mental health. And this was such a great series, actually, particularly my episode with Mike Kiss. What a lovely, lovely, lovely person, drum and bass DJ. And as many of you all know, I'm a huge drum and bass fan. So that was awesome. And he let us play one of his tracks. Also, Crystal Luke Worrell's episode. She is a music therapist, really beautifully explained everything and also talks about her own culture as someone who is from Hong Kong and what that means in terms of her bit her 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 work and her approach and working with global majority families. Uh, then in May, this was the first time I had done face-to-face training and it was for ASOS for mental health first aid in two years. And I have to say it was pretty overwhelming. I didn't necessarily find it easy. And it's interesting, isn't it? After all that time grappling with getting to terms with tech online, then going back face to face and thinking, sugar, how did I used to do this? Okay, it's a VGA cable, is it USB cable? Uh, So yeah, there was a period of adjustment there. Uh, Moved house on the 21st of May and got through it. In fact, I had to move on a Saturday because things were just too too intense and I also decided in May that I wanted to do a TEDx talk more on that in a minute and the theme for the podcast was mental health challenges so things like what do what do we do if people don't want help maternal mental health and certain specific stratas of society and mental health barriers and challenges they may face in June this was about unpacking and trying to get settled which you know even six seven months on things are unpacked but I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? What you, like I said, what you think you want, then what you get, you what you get and how it all unfolds are really three, four quite different things. I had to pay for my, ho- uh, some extra hosting for my website because the website has increased in terms of traffic and content, but particularly content and that being the weekly podcast. And thank you because I do average about three and a half thousand views and interactions with my website. So a huge thank you to people again, sharing that. Most of you find me through Google or you type in my name or type in inclusive language. And that's how how people come across my website. So thank you for that. Um, And the theme for the podcast uh, was work-life balance. (laughs) And I'm laughing because it's like, yeah, I've had to really use my own tips this year as well. And don't forget that links to my course, The Mentally Healthy Professional. 
And the link is in the show notes if you want to know more about that. And then July, I was able to secure, I applied for TEDx Talks. And the first one I applied for, I did actually secure, which was TEDx at Wolverhampton. But of course, you have to wait to announce it until the time is right, until the TEDx team let you know. So that was a really, really big highlight because I've really grappled this year with uh, visibility and hiding. So wanting to be visible, but also really wanting to hide. So it's an interesting dichotomy and having to battle through that. And the theme for the podcast was lived experiences and mental health and and perspectives on lived experiences. Um, I had some great guests like the wonderful Maya Goodfellow, who you might see on BBC. And she talks about the news. She's an academic um, and also works in broadcasting. And she's written a fantastic book uh, on the hostile environment for immigrants. So, you know, her perspectives are so important right now. That's one episode. There are lots of other really uh, exciting and interesting episodes around lived experiences and how to weave lived experience into the workplace. And then in August was my 40th birthday. And thinking about the abundance theme, um, I asked for no presents. And I did have a little gathering in my garden. So this is, you know, part of the thing about the the new house. It does have a really big garden. Um, And indeed, I do like gardening, but I'm not particularly good at it. So... (laughs) I have to commit more time to that. Um, and I said to people, please, no presents, just bring some food for people to share. Um, and I had flowers in my house from the Saturday, the 13th of August until mid-October. So if we want to talk about abundance, I definitely saw it there. And I stayed in a really beautiful treehouse in Derbyshire for three days, which was so lovely um, and peaceful. And, it, and for me, it was just what I wanted I also, I got to see as part of, you know, every year and it's South Asian History Month, um, South Asian artists and events are happening around the country. And I never thought I would actually be able to see him, but I got to see Talvin Singh. So tabla player, you might know his music. He was really popular in the 90s. I think, I believe he won a MOBO. Um, He was touring and it was really brilliant to see him and, um, you know, a really interesting set of classical Indian music and fusion and newer pieces of work. And the theme for the podcast was art and mental health and indeed something I have taken on board uh sadly I'm not artistic I wish I could tell you oh yes I can pick up a paintbrush and paint a very beautiful picture I can't but I can <laughs> but I can I am very into paper and paper craft so I can do collages I mean anyone can do collages right kids can do collages but I don't think it matters I think the thing is around directing your attention into something so collage has been actually a really big theme and a saver and in fact I will be training next year to use collage in my coaching so again if you're interested in that do drop me a line um I'll be training in part one in mid-January and if that's something that appeals to you do let me know. Then uh, in September, I had actually had a really, really bad fall going to my local Pride. Um, I was very, very lucky. I uh, twisted my ankle incredibly badly. I scraped up my uh, hands and my elbows and my knees, one of my knees really, really bad. And in fact, I don't know about you, but the older you get, my skin never healed great anyway. It really didn't heal very well. But I was incredibly lucky. I didn't break my ankle. I didn't chip a tooth. Oh, my goodness. I feel so lucky about that. And yeah, I think I just about landed on some slightly softer ground. Um, So, yeah, but unfortunately, I didn't really get to go to the Pride as the result because I was so shaken. But I also was invited to run a wellbeing day for a local race equality charity. Um, and it was all about wellbeing. And we went to a really beautiful outdoor space. And I feel so lucky to have facilitated that because it's part of my corporate social responsibility strategy. But actually, um, I got so, so, so much out of it, which 
wasn't why I said yes. But again, I think if we think about abundance and reciprocity, uh, that was definitely important. Um, and the other thing that I did in September was memorizing my TEDx talk, because of course, you have to memorize the 12 minute talk off by heart. And you know what, I haven't done drama since I was a teenager. So I used to be a lot better at memorizing things, uh, I found out than I actually was it took me a lot longer than I thought and there were just bits I kept stumbling over um, and I did work with a brilliant coach so Minnie von Mallencroft Grant and I really recommend her she's absolutely fantastic who helped me with that process and I attended the first rehearsal that we had on the 15th of September in Wolverhampton and I'd never been to Wolverhampton before which is weird because I really thought I had and then I got there and I was like no no I haven't been here before um, and the theme for the podcast was personal development so some great speakers and talking about why personal development is important and what you can do and what it means to different people. Then we got to October, which is one of my favorite months, of course, because it is Black History Month. And we know it's not a flash in the pan, but of course, we know that there are also more events um, during that month. And 1st of October comes and that's the day of the TEDx talk. So I did it and hopefully the TEDx talk will be available to view in January and I can keep you informed about that. Um, and it was brilliant. And it was also uh, incredibly overwhelming and nerve wracking. And I was so scared that I was going to cry. And in fact, the brilliant speaker before me, Aria Reese, she did um, have a tearful moment at the end of her talk. And of course, we don't judge others as harshly as we judge ourselves because her talk's brilliant. And yeah, and I was after her and actually I was able to hold it together. But that was one of the things I was like, I can't cry. I can't cry. And I was talking about my lived experience of racism in the workplace, mental well-being, what we can all do. And, you know, if you haven't been to a TEDx event, as a, not I don't mean as a speaker, but as a spectator, as a viewer, they are basically festivals of ideas and they're really brilliant. So um, have a look. If you type in, you know, TEDx, uh, TEDx events, you can find events all over the country. Um, they're just brilliant places to connect with people and hear things. And uh, the atmosphere is brilliant. So absolutely loved that. And the wonderful Claudia Crawley, who is also a coach, she came to support me and she grew up in Wolverhampton. So it's lovely to get her take on it. Um, and finally be able to have weekends again from all the work and everything Thing and things were put in finally I, I you know the shutters took 20 weeks and this sounds very um you know these aren't problems I'm not saying they are problems but it is exhausting having I can't really handle especially uh, from the pandemic people in my home so finding that very stressful so being able to have weekends again um, and I was also able to go pumpkin picking so I really love pumpkins um, so not to carve to eat so I love cooking with pumpkins I like making pumpkin curry I like making pumpkin pie and in fact I've just <laughs> I made puree and I froze it so I will be making pumpkin pie over the Christmas period so that was quite special and you might think well that doesn't sound very exciting and yeah you go into a muddy field and it wasn't that muddy that day actually but it was flipping freezing with your welly boots with a wheelbarrow but I have to say I found it very joyful um, and I also delivered a presentation at the global European mentoring and coaching council conference around race reciprocal mentoring programs and if you're interested um, I, I've included a link in the show notes and the theme for the podcast to tie in with Black History Month was action not words so I've got some great guests talking about how to take action in different areas of equity and equality for black communities November was the start of the five-year project as part of the um, transitions project with the University of Essex. So that started. And then on the 22nd of November, I decided to take part in the 100 Happy Days 
project. So there's a TED talk about this. The founder of it talks about his own experience and how it came about. You can join the 100 Happy Days project. They have an official page where you can pay to be part of a program. I just decided to do it myself. And you might have seen a few years ago on social media, um, it was very, very popular. But I just thought I need something to get me through winter. I need a mini adventure. And I don't really feel like I can go anywhere for lots of reasons. So I've started this. So you essentially take a photo of something that brings you joy every day for 100 days. Um, and incidentally, I started on the 22nd of November, which means it will take me through to the 1st of March. And I'm really struggling with winter this year. Um, so if you want to find out more, you can follow this and have a look on my um, tag on Instagram. And that's at Layla Diverse Minds. And it's just one photo a day. And I put a little bit of information about why. And the theme for the podcast, and this is a really great theme and something I hadn't done before, was nutrition and mental health. So do check out those episodes. And this is not, I want to be really clear, this is not about telling people what to eat and what not to eat. This is looking at the science of research papers on nutrition and mental well-being. What's some of the research papers? I also speak to guests, qualified guests, uh, about nutrition and mental well-being. Um, so it's about making informed choices about nourishment for our bodies. This isn't dieting. This is not about losing weight because I am so sick of those discussions. So December was it's been a really lovely month actually even though it's been freezing and we've been thinking about cost of living crisis for everyone and the heating bills and it's horrendous. But I was invited to the Alzheimer's Society to talk to their, uh, on their team away day uh, that they have about inclusive language and what a brilliant group of people they were. And this is quite random. I also went to the dentist for the first time since the pandemic and I was so worried, uh, but all was okay. So that's great. Um, and given the fact that I had that bad fall and something could have happened with my teeth, I'm really glad I sorted that out as well. Um, and the theme for the podcast, we've had some brilliant episodes uh, four episodes on disability and intersectionality, people talking about their lived experience, um, how they view themselves, their identity, the intersection, um, and kickstarted the month off talking about the definition of disability and intersectionality. And then we'll just round up on the stats. So LinkedIn uh, is now on 5,229, so it went up 497. Twitter, 1,931, and that went up 197 uh, followers. And then Facebook like is 507, that went up 29 people. Facebook follow, that was now at 544, which went up 24 people. And my email list is now at 1,167 and went up by 88 people. So we're not talking thousands. I suppose I could put more energy in there, but it's interesting seeing the news with Twitter. Is that really the best place to put my energy? And, you know, I am about connecting with people. But of course, if you do want to connect with me on any of those platforms, I would love to follow and connect with you there too. And also there's a 158% increase in podcast listeners. So thank you so much. We are at 30,000 plus downloads. I created 1,064 minutes of content across 44 episodes um, and 92% more than creators in the business category. Listeners were up by 81%, um, 71% increase in streams, 54% increase in listeners and 52% increase in followers. So thank you so much to everyone. I keep going because people listen and find invaluable content and I love hearing from people across the globe. So thank you so much. And I, that's the roundup of the year. It's just been really tough. Um, and I, you know, I could, <laughs> I suppose I could, I could really talk more and delve into it and cry my heart out but I don't think that's going to be very useful for you but just to say that my word for 2023 is going to be ease 
Um, and I really hope that it's going to be more positive for so many people. And all we can do is take it one moment at a time. But I do recognize and I will recognize and acknowledge that I've had an abundance of opportunities, especially getting my first TEDx talk that I applied for, connecting and meeting wonderful delegates face to face. Um, particularly, I, you know, I mean, all that the training I do is brilliant, but I remember having a particularly small group when I was doing mental health training at ASOS and the engagement and the openness and the connection that we had. So thank you so much. The flowers in my home from um, August to October, being in a very fortunate position to be able to buy when I did and before things spiraled out of control. Um, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what any of our financial fortunes are really. But, you know, I do feel incredibly fortunate for that. And also having community to support me and lots of people to listen, including business colleagues and longstanding friends and being able to access support. So it's felt very raw sharing this with you. But I think it's important to highlight that we're all human and I can't gloss over that. I also think that the 2019 me was a very different me to now in 2022 in this moment. And that's actually incredibly difficult to reconcile and goes back to that disenfranchised grief. So it's been a journey. Just wanted to say, let's not beat ourselves up. And I wish you much love, peace and rest. And what are the lessons that you've learned this year? I'd love to hear from you about what 2022's taught you. And don't forget, you can leave me an anonymous voice note on SpeakPipe and that's speakpipe.com forward slash diverse minds. And the link is also in the show notes. And please let me know if there's anything that I've spoken about that's resonated with you that you want to hear more of on the podcast. I always have my podcast plan in advance, but this can be subject to a few tweaks. And if you enjoy the show and you're a listener, please write me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast from. And once again, with my deepest gratitude and thanks, you know, thank you for keeping me going and supporting me during this really tough year. And yes, here's to you and connecting and learning as we go. Take care, everyone, and a very happy 2023. Thanks for listening to the Diverse Minds podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you access your podcasts from. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Tune into next week's episode of the podcast, where I'll bring you more insights on mental health and inclusion. Bye for now.